Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Queen's Table. It's your girl, Queen S, coming to you with another episode of Tea Time, okay? I hope you guys had a wonderful week. You know what I'm saying? This week was very hectic for me. There was a lot that was going on, especially with, you know, in society, like, just so much, so, so much is going on. And I don't know about y'all, but I've been watching the moon this week, and the moon has been... uh, higher than normal it's like the moon I feel like the moon is like over me now like just watching me like a bird's eye view watching me I don't know what's going on but this week was just crazy so we're just gonna jump right into the first topic of tea time with Queen S we're gonna talk about Chipotle okay so Chipotle is now having nurses on demand to either showcase whether or not you're really sick or if you're just hung over. So on Wednesday at a press conference, uh, Chipotle CEO uh, Brian Noel uh, came out in a statement stating that they had nurses on standby on standby to basically validate whether or not you're sick or if you're hungover. And if you're sick, they have no problem paying you. But if you're hungover, then obviously they're not going to pay you. And so Chipotle um, basically tried to emphasize that the main reason why this policy is intact was because they just wanted to improve their food and safety practices um, and keeping people from not being sick after their non-virus outbreak uh, back in 2017 in Virginia. But we all know what it is and what it ain't and what it's going to always be, okay? And I know that most of the time that I go into a Chipotle, it's either a college student or a teenager, you know, walking around, you know, cleaning, the, cleaning, you know, preparing the food and that sort of thing. So I'm pretty sure they were probably tired of people calling now. I'm pretty sure they were probably tired of, you know, not having the full staff that's supposed to be there or whatever the case is. But, you know, if this is, if this is what y'all want to go with, well... Y'all can go with it, even though I know what it is, and everybody else know what it is. But to each his own, to each his own, all right? Y'all got the funds, y'all got the monies. I'm still a broke neglect out here. So what do I have to say, okay? What do I have to say? So we're just going to jump right into the next topic on Tea Time with Queen S. We're going to talk about a young Michigan boy who invited his entire kindergarten class to his adoption hearing, Okay. This little boy, his name is Michael Orlando Clark Jr., invited his entire kindergarten class to his adoption hearing. He was one of 36 children who was adopted in Michigan over this past week. His adoption um, came on their official adoption day, which is something that they have annually. And so the video that I watched was so heartfelt and so warming because you literally see like these little babies waving pink and blue uh pink and red hearts you know giving him all the good energies giving him all the love and all of the you know support that he needs and I just feel like that is just so refreshing because that's what's so messed up with today's society is that we've lost our innocence we've lost our understanding of one another our you know just being there for each other just you know putting yourself in someone else's shoes But that video was so, so cute. And I just literally just had to talk about you, Michael. You are destined for greatness. I'm so happy that you were adopted. And your classmates are rock stars for being there and being supportive for you. Their their parents are rock stars for being there and supportive of you, too. You know what I'm saying? Because it does take a village. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he's never going to forget this day ever in his whole entire life. And 
I'm just all about love. I'm just all about positivity. I'm, I'm just all about just spreading just positivity because this world is just, this world is just getting worse and worse as the day progresses, as the year goes on. And at some point in time, people, we got to wake up and realize what it is. Okay. So, so we're just going to jump right into the next topic on tea time with queen s we're going to talk about that baby okay because that baby is that baby period point blank in that in the third okay he performed through facetime after his um plane malfunction okay so that baby he had a show that was on thursday if i'm not mistaken thursday night that he wasn't able to make because his his private jet gave out on him so he posted a video basically explaining the whole situation that he paid extra to get this jet because he had to go on he was on NBC and so he just wanted to get the private jet to just bada boom bada bang and it ended up not working out and so instead of him you know just leaving his fans empty-handed he performed through FaceTime and also uh, promised them a free show and I love, 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 love that baby. Besides the fact that he's a nice dork chocolate daddy, honey. He is so delicious looking, okay? And he's so short and so cute with a gorgeous smile. I love him the most because of his personality, because of his humbleness, because of how he treat everybody literally the same. He treat everybody how he would want somebody to treat him. And you could tell that he is so humble throughout his whole throughout this whole experience because I have yet to see him not mesh well with his fans. I have yet to see any altercations. I have yet to see, you know, anything, anything negative besides, of course, you know, him beating that nigga up at Gucci. But he he got that coming for himself. But that baby is just a breath of fresh air because it's not like, you know how like some people... And this is not just for celebrities, but just in general. When some people finally get on or when they finally get to a certain platform, even though you knew once upon a time that they were humble or you knew once upon a time that they held their self to a certain degree and then now that they have money or now that they have the show or now that they have the people looking at them, they now don't move the same. And I'm just, I'm just in love with him. I'm just in love with the way that he is as a man, the way that he is as a father, the way he is as a friend, you know, as a son, like he is that baby. Like he knew what to name himself at this point because he fits his name. He is that baby like through and through. And I respect him so much more for what he did. And I knew he was going, I knew he wasn't going to just let that shit slide. You know what I'm saying? When I was watching his, his story and he was basically like explaining what was going on and how he was still trying to make the show and now how he was sitting on the on the on the plane for like 20 hours uh, two hours without any movement without any understanding or anything of that sort so I already knew he wasn't gonna not not try you feel me and even your faves would never your faves wouldn't even try to do a free show even if they wanted to do a free show because it's all about the coins now you know what I'm saying so it's very refreshing to know that there's people still out here that is willing to break their backs for those who put them on. You feel me? Because that baby knows that he wouldn't be that baby if he didn't have his fans. So I respect you, King, and I see you. I see you. We see you. I love it, baby. I love it, baby. I love it. I love it, baby. All right. So 
Next topic, we're going to talk about Bad Baby versus Black Twitter, okay? So, Black Baby went online and posted a video of her in box sprays. And Black Twitter, of course, they were not going to let this little girl, this little white girl, not not have it. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, they did. They So, they started to go in on her. So, the ones that I wanted to just kind of reflect on. But basically, long story short, they were going in on her because they were saying that she was culture appropriating and she wasn't understanding like the true roots to what was going on. And, you know, they hope her hair falls out or whatever the case is. So there was a lot of words being exchanged. There was a lot of commentary going back and forth. But the last thing that she did, well, the second to last thing that she said, she said, I love the way I look, plus your man agrees. And we all know I look fine as fuck with any hairstyle I do from any culture because I'm just that bitch. I hope y'all bald-headed hoes stay up all night thinking about this. Me and my braids gonna sleep real good. Good night. And so people, of course, weren't gonna let that slide. And I was reading some of the comments because once again, y'all, I like to sit back. I like to observe. I like to marinate. I like to, you know, soak. So just a few comments that kind of caught my eye. So this one, this, this one said, black people, black people tripped me out in these comments. There is no culture significance to wearing straight hair or wearing weave. Oh yeah, that was another thing. So in her, in her defense, in her argument, she was basically stating how, um, she doesn't understand what the issue is with her wearing box braids if we as black women wear 30 inch hair down our ass that's straight and, and all this, that, and the third or whatever the case is. So let me just go back to the, let me just go back to the comment. Okay. So the comment said, black people trip me out in these comments. There's no culture significance to wearing straight hair or wearing weave. Y'all need to remember all ways, all races of women wear weave and extensions. Corn rolls, box braids, twists, etc. is culture. It has a hair it has a historical and culture significance. I don't have a problem with people engaging in black culture, but stop comparing straight hairstyles to our culture hairstyles that dated back to our history beyond this country. That's what's sad is most of y'all in these comments are black and don't understand that. Ridiculous. I always have to remember that the comment the commenters do not represent the brighter and intellectual side of the black people in the black community. Thank God for that. Because if these comments represent our people's mindset, then we're way more behind than I thought. And then someone else was like, y'all sitting here wanting equality and stuff, but y'all literally bashing another female just because she posted a picture with her having braids. And on top of that, saying the way she talks or acts black is making it worse. So what y'all saying is that colored people talk ghetto and the way that colored people act is wrong. That's literally what y'all saying when y'all are insulting her the way that when y'all when y'all are insulting the way that she talks or acts so i'm confused and so me personally okay and i know people are gonna feel some type of way but y'all also know that sandra don't give not one fucks two fucks three fucks green fucks no fucks okay but i personally feel as if there's a difference because I for as long as I've known I've seen girls in my high school that weren't black wearing box braids I've seen girls in my neighborhood because most of the time white girls that are getting dicked down by black men usually wear black girl hairstyles they usually get sewings they usually get bonding they usually get their box braids they get corn rolls they get you know so for me I just I don't see the issue but I see the issue you get what I'm saying because at the same time it's like 
she does have a very valid point because yes, you know, in today's society, we still can't wear our natural hair. Yes, in today's society, we still, you know, can get fired for wearing our natural hair. Yes, in society, we're still discriminated against our natural hair. All that and a third is everything to be in agreement with. I get it. I do. I respect it. I understand that the culture of the cornrows, the culture of the box braids, you know what I'm saying? Cornrows back in the day was maps and blueprints to tell other slaves you know, where to go, where they were supposed to be and that sort of thing so that the slave masters didn't know what they were plotting. I get all of that significance. I do. But at the same time, you have to understand that she has a valid point. She does have a very valid point when, you know, there's women who don't even care to look at their natural hair. They don't even care to try to maintain their natural hair and wear their bundles down to their ass crack. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I just feel like as a whole, we have to pick and choose our battles. We have to pick and choose where we want to huff and puff at because it will be, I just, I just feel like it will be different because if, if bad baby was someone who was really culture appropriating, you know, like really like doing it kind of like how today's society brands Kim Kardashian and the Kardashians on black culture vultures you know coming out with the latest trends and all this other bullshit but she is in the hip-hop community y'all didn't have a problem listen to her y'all didn't have a problem funking to her Gucci flip-flops fucking hiccup you know so it's like I don't know like y'all it's like a, it's like a, what's the word I'm trying to use? It's like, you got, like, once again, pick and choose your battles. Like, not everything is a knuck if you buck. Not everybody is trying to culture appropriate. Not everybody is trying to, you know, shame us for, you know, doing what we do. Sometimes I've seen, I've seen some white people that love the fact that we could do braids love it love it love it like I remember when I was the manager at Victoria's Secret and I had my braids you know most of the clientele you know when I was in Charlotte at Victoria's Secret were predominantly white older women and you know I've had some racist remarks said to me over and over again and that, that could be a whole nother story for a whole nother day but you know they were in awe they loved that that was one thing I could say. They loved, when I was in Charlotte, these white people loved when I had my hair done in braids. When I had it done in box braids, whether it was the fish, the, the fishtail, cornrows, whatever. They loved when I did my natural hairstyle. They loved when I was in my natural element. They really didn't care too much if I had my weave. They really didn't care too much if I had, you know my straight hair, whatever the case is, but they loved when I had box braids. So I just feel like if someone is, is, isn't causing problems that don't cause a problem too, you know, but it's like at the same time, bad baby, like your reaction to what people are saying is not helping it either because you calling people bald head, baby. I'm not bald head, baby. I never been bald head. Although there are some bald headed, you know, women out there. I was fortunate and blessed enough to not have to go through that. But you know, you People just have to get to a place of understanding, like, if someone is not feeding you, if they're not if they're not financing you, if they're not fucking you, if they're not bringing any beneficial anything to your overall well-being, then you going back and forth with them, their opinion should not matter. Their opinion should not hold of substance. Their opinion should not 
hold that much value for you to get out of character, for you to let them get under your skin. You feel me? That's just that's just me. I just I wouldn't have said nothing. I wouldn't have cared to say anything. I would have just went about my business. But that's a difference between me and a lot of people. Like y'all have to learn that people are gonna talk regardless. People are gonna talk whether you do. People are gonna talk with whether you don't. People are gonna talk whether they want you to talk, whether they don't want you to talk. People are just gonna talk. So like do you. Like if you know you were doing it with the right intentions, you knew that you wasn't trying to do it in any malicious way, then fuck them. Like Listen, people just, people think that their opinion holds substance and people allow other people's opinion to hold substance to their life. That's, that's just it. And I'm going to just leave it at that. Epi, that's it. You feel me? That's it. Okay. So next topic, honey, this one. Okay. So super, super went off on a makeup artist. For stealing from her on Cyber Monday, okay? So on Cyber Monday, uh, Supercent had a Cyber Monday sale for, you know, crayon case or whatever the case is. And so she put this makeup artist on blast on Facebook, okay? So she said, so this MUA, Lortisha Dobson, used somebody's 100% off code and ordered almost $400 in makeup with the code and only had to pay shipping. Then she posted it on her story and said, ask me how I got for 40 she was about to sell my makeup for $40 to other people using your real name, address, and phone number. Dumb, dumbest criminal ever. The codes were used over 10 times today. I canceled them all. Get y'all $40 back. I don't want nobody to explain shit to me. Whoever has the code expired and whoever used it lost their money. Have a blessed day. And then somebody commented. There was like, how, how was the code even able to be used? She said the code was for my PR manager. Okay, and so the makeup artist, she responded, she said, first of all, I wasn't trying to sell your makeup. And then, you know, of course, she was trying to plead her case, whatever the case is. And then eventually, you know, she came out in a post and she apologized and she said how much she loves Super and that she didn't, she she wasn't even trying to do that or whatever the case is and blase, blase. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, what, what, what people got to understand you can't, you can't do bad. You can't do bad and expect good because now your name is tarnished. Your name is tarnished for a hundred percent off for $400. Your name and your brand is tarnished for $400. Greed is something serious. Cloud chasing is something serious. Being famous is something serious because you guys are willing to do whatever it takes to get seen. And then when y'all get seen and how y'all thought y'all was going to get seen wasn't how y'all actually got seen. Now y'all have y'all back against the wall and want to play devil's advocate and want to play the motherfucking violin. Like sucks for you. Like you literally just ruined your name for $400. And she took a screenshot of it, honey. She took a screenshot of the shit, honey, and put it on her on her story. Talk about wanna wanna know how I got it. Forty dollars. So you was trying to sell the code for forty dollars, or were you trying to sell the makeup for forty dollars? But either way you put it, you you damaged your name, honey. And then she tried to post a she tried to repost a picture of Super talking about I'm trying to be like you. And Super found the picture that she reposted and she was like, You could never be like me because the thing about it is I would never steal from anybody and you did. And you did all of that for four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars, baby, and now your now your name is ruined. So ask yourself, was it worth it? Because I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But to each his own, baby, to each his own could never be me. Could never be me. All right.
Next. So, the next topic on Tea Time with Queen S on Queen's Table, honey. We're going to talk about the Nutcracker. So, for the first time ever, their official girl is a black baby, okay? The Nutcracker is a ballet performance that has been going on since 1954. And for the first time ever, they have their main cast girl as being a brown baby, okay? Her name is Charlotte Nabris. I'm probably saying her last name wrong, but it's okay, baby. I'm just still going to give you the glory because, honey, you are changing the culture. You are changing the shift. You are changing the story. But either way you put it, she's 11 years old and she's the first black lead in the NYC ballet, the Nutcracker, okay? This ballet has been going on since 1954, okay? So for 65 years, they have only had white little babies as their main girl. And so she is part Trinidadian and part from the Philippines. And she remembered being inspired by Missy Copeland, okay? And from that, she grew to love ballet. And she is now the first black baby ever to lead in this ballet. Oh my gosh, honey. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, okay? I'm just loving this whole new shift of culture. Like, I remember growing up, you know what I'm saying? And growing up back then was a lot harder than it is now. I feel like for you thinking outside of your comfort zone. You know, growing up back then, I never seen a black model, you know, walking into Target or walking into Walmart or walking into JCPenney's or Macy's or anything of like any of those department stores. I never had that luxury of seeing that being displayed. And, you know, with this new shift of, 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 um, culture and this representation that's being shown everywhere that these brown and Black babies can know that, baby, everything is possible for you. Everything is possible under the sun for you. And I'm just loving this. You know, you have black Barbie dolls. You have, you know, have all of this newness of representation showing that you can literally be anything that you want to be as long as you put your mind to it. And I'm just so happy for this beautiful little girl, you know, and and I'm just loving it. I'm just loving it. And also her castmates are also the most diverse it's been. Um, her prince, uh, Tanner Quirk, he's half Chinese. So I'm just, I'm just loving it. I'm just loving, loving, loving the shift, the culture. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm here for it, you know? And so we're just going to jump right into the next topic of tea time with Queen S on Queen's table. We're going to talk about this drama honey okay this drama in the sports world this drama in the sports world okay so we are going to talk about san francisco 49ers previous broadcaster because the reason why i'm saying previous is because i don't know if he has a job now because the last thing that i read he's suspended so i don't know if he still has a job or not honey but he was he is a radio host on KNBR by the name of Tim Ryan. And so his comment was towards Lamar Jackson, who is the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. And also he is from Broward. You feel me? Pompano to be exact. You know, one time for the one time, Brad on the map. You feel me? Okay, so I had to I had to do it for the one time. But anyways, so he is a quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. And if y'all have been keeping up with sports. Listen, Lamar 
Lamar was the underdog. Lamar stayed quiet until it was time for him to show up, and he showed out, and he's still showing out, baby. He is, he is, he is going to go down in history as being one of the best QBs ever because his stats right now, it's only his second season, is ridiculous, okay? But that's besides the point. So Tim stated, he's really good at that fake Lamar Jackson, but when you consider his dark skin with the dark football with the dark uniform, you could not see a thing. And so, according to him, he was stating, I mean, you literally could not see when he was in and out of the mesh point. And if you are uh, half a step slow on him in terms of your vision, forget about it. He's out of the gate. Although he came out and publicly apologized, he stated that he regretted his choice of words trying to describe the conditions of the game. He does respect that MV, uh, that Lamar Jackson is an MVP caliber player and respects him greatly and wanted to sincerely apologize to him and anyone else he offended. Definitely did come out with a statement. They also stated, you know, they're not taking this matter lightly at all and that everything is being dealt with accordingly. And I just personally feel like at the end of the day, you know, your job is to be a personality at the end of the day. Your job is to be a person, you know. And so for me, based off of me personally hearing the audio myself, you were comfortable. You were in a comfortable state of mind. The only thing is you articulated your words a little bit differently. So instead of you saying the N-word, you said black, you know what I'm saying, or darker, you know, but I'm pretty sure that's not the first time that you've held those type of conversations for you to feel so comfortable to say it when you was on air. You know what I'm saying? I just listen. I'm a firm believer that at the end of the day, when it comes down to it and you are on the mic, I know when I get on this mic, there are certain things that I think I like even before me talking about it. I don't I don't write anything down. I kind of free game. I do write down exactly what I'm talking about. Or whatever the case is, but I don't really go into details because I like to allow myself to just think and allow myself to just feel however I feel. But even with that being said, I, I remember when I was doing Bulls Radio and I was on the round table with Lexi. Shout out to you, baby girl. But when I was doing that, I was very cautious of what words came out my mouth. I was very articulate with what I wanted my points to be and how I wanted my pointed to how I wanted my points to be taken so coming from someone who have done it myself I know that he felt comfortable he felt comfortable saying what he said because it wasn't as if it wasn't a second thought you know what I'm saying it wasn't a second thought it wasn't like a oh let me just think about it or let me just let me just not it wasn't a second thought and so I mean Tim, you made your bed, just lay in that bed. At this point, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing you can do about it. Just take your L for what it is. And we'll see if the 49ers give you your job back. And if not, take your L. That's it. Take your L for what it is. You feel me? That's all you can do. All right. So next topic on Tea Time with Queen S. We're going to talk about this 21-year-old Houston rapper who was arrested for sex trafficking and holding 12 women hostage, including little children. Okay. So he goes, his real name is Arion Jackson. I don't even want to call him by his stage name because he doesn't even get that. Okay. But he is 21 years old and he was caught officially and based off of text messages that they've read based off of, you know, personal testimonies and stuff like that. This motherfucker was sick. Okay. He was sick. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Sick in the head. Disgusting. Okay. He allegedly 
would order these girls to perform between $100 and $300 per act, and that they were not able to come back to him with less than $1,000 a day, or they would have faced consequences. And so when I was looking up his story, they got personal testimonies from one of his girlfriends and one of the girls, one of his main girls. She's 14. Okay. 14. And, and one of her text messages to one of the other one, like another girl that was basically, she was working with. She said, I was his first and his down since day one girl. I just don't understand why he treats me the way that he does because he, I know he loves me. That man will always love me because we've been lovers before, but that's it. But it's different now that there's so many different girls. 14, 14. Okay. He ain't getting out obviously, but that's disgusting. But once again, that goes back to my point that it's our culture that just makes these things okay because I'm pretty sure it's a learned behavior. You know, you see your uncles hollering at 18-year-olds and they grown as fuck while you while you was growing up, you know what I'm saying? You associating yourself with your homeboys who go to all age parties still to this day. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a culture thing. It's a culture thing and I hope he burns. Ugh, disgusting, 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 disgusting. But anyways, so the last topic on Tea Time with Queen S on Queen's Table, we're going to talk about this shootout that happened in Miramar that disturbs my soul, okay? It disturbs my soul. So, On Thursday, on Thursday, there was an attempted robbery in Coral Gabe's um, at Regent's Jewelry. Okay, where two sus where two suspects apparently robbed that jewelry. In the process, they ended up taking a UPS truck for hostage. Okay, the UPS truck driver, his name is Frank. They took him for hostage, and they went on a high speed chase. The UPS truck finally came to a stop because they were in traffic and about 14 to 19 police officers surrounded this UPS truck and started firing rounds. And this was all going on on national TV while there was a helicopter in the air reporting live as all of this is transpiring and um, he was killed. Frank was killed, the two robbers were killed, and then an innocent bystander was killed also who was in traffic. And for me personally, when it comes to this particular incident, first and foremost, my prayers go out to both Frank's family and the other bystander that was killed. Um, I know Frank, he had two daughters, one was three, one was six, and he was working on his day off because that was his first day on the job being a driver. You know what I'm saying? And so... This bothers me and it bothers me the most because I have friends who are cops. You know what I'm saying? I love my friends. I love them. I love everything that they're standing for because I know they really want to make a difference. I know that they want to change this shift in language and the shift of culture that all caps cops are, you know, trigger happy or whatever the case is. However, at the same time, situations like this is hard for you to not think so. As I was watching this video 
And I watched it over and over again, just trying to figure out like the timeline and, 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 and just how quick everything escalated. So the UPS truck stopped. It wasn't even at a complete stop. The UPS truck truck came to an almost stop. And there was six police officers coming from the left-hand side of the truck. And then um, uh, other police were coming from the other side. And they already had their guns drawn. And then all you see was just smoke everywhere. And then you just hear rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds. And as you're watching it, I did see like somebody like try to slide out of the way. And then after the helicopter finally realized what was going on and the helicopter zoomed out of the camera. But you could, you could literally see like the blood just all on the concrete. And then they went into the UPS truck and, and, and dragged the bodies out and they laid them out on the floor in oncoming traffic in the middle of an intersection. And as I was watching this video, there was other cops that came up and they were ready. Like they were ready to do something, whether it was they were ready to do something more, do something less. Like they were just all ready to do something and then they didn't. And it was just a bloody scene for no reason, you know, and and. Regardless of what anybody says, I personally feel like that could have been prevented because at the end of the day, this was traffic. You weren't on a highway. This wasn't a high a high speed chase where y'all could have, you know, cornered them or whatever, blew the tires out, whatever the case is. This was an oncoming traffic. I've watched personal videos where people were squatting like trying to figure out where is where in their car is safe enough for them to not get hit by these bullets. And you have cops just running with their gun, with their AKs just ready to just shoot. And they shot up this UPS truck like there was no tomorrow. They shot up this UPS truck like it was no tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I just I just don't get it because at the end of the day, I've seen worse, like I've seen worse things happen and worse scenarios and worse situations that went calmer than this, went calmer and smoother than this. Literally, as soon as the UPS truck did not even come to a complete stop and these cops already came with their their guns drawn, they were already ready. So there was no tactic. There was no uniform there was no one two three there was no okay let's see what they're going to do next let's let's wait let's see if they're going to come out let's see if they're not going to come out let's see if they're going to run let's there was no pause there was no wait there was no nothing all while frank is in the car all while this is still going on frank is in the car you know what i'm saying frank is still in the car he is still in the car you know what i'm saying and so for me i just cannot fathom the why you can't say because they started shooting, the police had to protect themselves. I don't believe that. I don't believe that because at the end of the day, if I know I'm an armed robber, if I know I'm about to go to jail, hell yeah, I'm gonna pull my gun out. Hell yeah, I'm gonna start shooting. You know, that's because I see y'all already ready to fucking come for me. So before y'all get to me, I'm gonna take some of y'all down. I'm gonna take some of y'all down with me. You feel me? So. I don't, that, that's, that's not credible enough for me. That's not doing enough for me. That's not giving me nothing to go with. And the main reason why I'm saying that is because at the, it, all, all, while all of this is happening, the helicopter is still over this UPS truck. So y'all could have let people go. Y'all could have let everybody drive by. Y'all could have followed this truck 
until these drivers actually gave up. Y'all could have fought these trucks for God knows how long because that's a part of your job. That's a part of your job to defuse the situation and to protect and serve by any means necessary because you don't want innocent bystanders to be caught in the crossfire. But guess what? Two did. Two did. And I seen the picture of the, of the, of the, of the, I don't know if it's a guy, I don't know if it's a girl, I think it's a guy, but they literally had a tarp over his, over his car because his car was shot up and they still had his body sitting in there. That's disgusting to me. That's disgusting to me. You cannot tell me that there's any logical reasoning that this even occurred. And, and to be completely honest, I personally feel the only reason why it's not taken seriously, the only reason why people are not in uproar the way that they're supposed to is because the fatalities wasn't that bad. Let me say the words again. The fatality wasn't that bad. It was it was it was only the 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 person who was held hostage and one more person. So we had to do what we we're supposed to do. Y'all could have killed a child that was sitting in a car seat listening to Frozen playlists. Y'all could have killed a pregnant mother who was probably rubbing her belly in awe at the fact that she's having her first baby. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just what's running through my mind. Like how how was that y'all first resort? How was that y'all only resort? How? And I'm still waiting for this answer. And I'll probably never get this answer. But there's nothing that nobody can tell me that's going to change my mind. I said what the fuck I said and I'm going to stay to it. And on that note, we're just going to, we're just going to leave it as that. But. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you have not already, listen to our past episodes below. Share this to your friends. Let people know about this amazing podcast, which are amazing hosts, which is me. <laughs> and I hope you guys have a safe and wonderful and blessed weekend. I don't know about y'all, but I've been watching the moon this week and the moon is higher than normal. I feel like the moon is literally like an eye over me now. Hey moon, what's up moon? As I'm speaking, I'm literally like the moon is literally over me. And one thing about it, the moon is always over me like when 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 I'm at home. So I'm always protected. But I hope you guys have a blessed and safe weekend. Y'all don't do nothing I wouldn't do, okay? And I will see y'all dirty, filthy whore bags later. Hugs and kisses, y'all. Hugs and motherfucking kisses. Mwah!